Howdy folks, welcome to the Q Review with your host, Kenny. Coming at you this week is Kenny's interview with up-and-coming music sensation and fellow Canuck, Elliot Jones. Elliot talks truth in music, his career dreams, and gives us a great smoothie recipe that you need to try. And of course, we can't forget our Q2 and video of the week. This week we feature some great tracks from Alfie Arcuri, Michael Madrano, and King Princess. So make sure to stick around. Here we go. Whitaker from London, England, and our Spotlight Song of the Week and her latest miracle. Lucy is a young artist who's really starting to come on strong. Uh, she's a fantastic pop vocalist. The music that she's making is very resonant of what's happening out there in pop land. And just, it's fun, it's upbeat, it's youthful, and that's what she is. She is that kind of artist. But she's also a little bit of sass, and she's got a lot of street smarts going for her. So when you're listening to the song, wouldn't be surprising if you thought that you maybe she was a little bit older than she actually is because she does bring to the table a lot of that pop sensibility of somebody who's maybe um, had a little bit more experience than than she actually has she's a do-it-yourself artist and and doing things her way finding her path through it and it shows in the maturity of of the music but also she still keeps that youthfulness if you see images of her you'll you'll see just how youthful she is and how street smart that she is so yeah our spotlight song uh, this week goes to lucy whitaker and her song miracle Why don't you loosen up your body just a little You're here for that feeling right I'm picking up on what you're giving I know you wanna cross that line Why don't we slow down where we started for a minute Feel it out and take our time I'm picking up on what you're giving But in the moment I just can't decide Said you wouldn't go and bring it up, bring it up with me now Change it up, change it up on me now But now you cut those emotions Emotions for me Emotions that emotion, oh you darling Emotions for me and joining us, we have Elliot Jones. Elliot, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kenny. Thanks so much for having me on. Hi, Key Review. You're in LA. 
I know that you're originally from Toronto. Yes. And you're 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 a Canadian boy like myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada, indeed. So I, I feel like we need to get uh, Sean Mendes out there uh, listening. Uh, so if he's out there, <laughs> he, he needs to know there's some Canadian talent out there that to uh, to to rub some elbows with. <laughs> yeah, definitely him and the weekend and Drake. I mean, there's so much Canadian talent now that like I feel like the country's so proud of Alicia Cara. Yeah, you know, it goes on and on. And it's 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 great to see that. And I, uh, Matthew V as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice to have the the names that that are out there making some some noise to be able to uh, share with the rest of yeah. the country. And they're all mostly from Toronto. <laughs> you know, everybody at some point in time. My, I used to live in Toronto before um, I moved back east. Mm-hmm. But everybody at some point in time seems to either want to or does migrate to Toronto for a bit. So um, yeah, it's the hub. Emotions, new single. That's the song. Yes. Yeah. How how's it feeling? You know, I've got a lot of really good feedback. People are lo- like streaming it and reposting it, and so many people have been so supportive of it. And um, you know, I really wanted to release it like beginning of summer because it just has that summer vibe. So I just think the timing was really really good, and the it's just been a really positive feedback and reaction to it. So I'm really really happy right now with how it's it going. Does- <laughs> It does have some, um, and when you say it has a, a bit of a summer vibe, uh, that's that's for sure it does. There's mm-hmm. almost I don't know if it's if it's tropical or or Latin flavor yeah. that's in there a little mm-hmm. bit. Where did that come from? Was that just is that just a um, you know a musical style that you've always liked, or was it you know did it come out of somewhere? Well, I was working with Mike Hart, who's the producer who um, who made that song, and um, I'm actually I mean because the song isn't really something that's it's about, you know, mixed signals or like um, confused emotions or not being on the same page. So I wouldn't really call it like lyrically, it wasn't a happy song. So I was really surprised when he took it in that direction and it came out to be such a happy, joyous song. The tropical sounds and all of that, I'm going to leave that to him. I mean, I definitely <laughs> gave, <laughs> I definitely had some references in that respect, you know, that, that had those, those kind of vibes in it. Um, but he really took it in that direction, which I absolutely love. You know, I, I love where, where, where it ended up. I, I refer to it kind of a bit of it. It's, it's kind of lully where it does mm-hmm. have a bit of a, an upbeat tempo at times, but it's, mm-hmm. it never kind of gets to the point where it becomes, you know, too much. It ebbs and flows and dips down and, uh, it's, it's really enjoyable. I think to be honest, it's incredibly radio friendly and, you know, I don't know if, if the world is out there listening, the, uh, Nicole's and and Stanley T's of the morning mashup on Sirius XM, but it, mm-hmm. I listen to that all the time, and it mm-hmm. sounds like it fits right in that sc- that stream that you should be hearing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, to be on the radio, you know, that's that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, absolutely. L- releasing on social media, re- releasing it on Spotify as yourself is mm-hmm. one thing, but that. You know that transition to radio. It seems like it's a bit more of a of a challenging, you know, monster to kind of get your head around. Yeah, I mean, it's just a really different time. I find I'm friends with so many independent artists, and it's it's really hard to tell what's gonna be on the radio nowadays and what isn't because you have so many people who are so successful without radio and who are really pushing numbers, you know, on Spotify and through streaming, and then you know they're not on the radio. And then some things that are on the radio are really not as as popular as you would think they would be. So, I mean, the the measure of success right now is really um, 
it's just a different time really for the music industry so it's cool (laughs) but i would love to be on the radio (laughs) when you listen to you know you listen to spotify and um you know you go on youtube and and even the youtube 15 and and things like that it's just it is a very interesting time at one point i guess in one sense where it was before we had you know the spotify's the youtubes you know the soundclouds and all of that um and we just had radio it was it was challenging because you had it was harder to break in sometimes, but at least you knew how to do it or, or what the, the, the track steps was. Were. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now where you have so much more, the option is there for you to play around in that world. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it doesn't translate the same way. If you have and I think that, you know, your your first single I think is, you know, somewhere around is it twelve I think twelve thousand plays on Spotify or whatnot, mm-hmm. and which is awesome for for uh, a first single but you, you, again that's it's so weird where it doesn't necessarily it's translate yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah for sure um and i think you know because it's available to everybody there's so much music nowadays and you know before if you wanted to do it it was you know it, it was limited because you had to really want to do it you know now it's like anyone can make a song and put it out there <laughs> and that's a good thing and also you know, it's a blessing and a curse in many ways for for the music industry or trying to be an artist in the music industry. Well, yeah, I guess in that saturation too, where there's so exactly. much kind of being put out. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you bust? That's new noise to try to bust through. Exactly. Um, let you in. That was that was the first single, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which which was also again, I would say, incredibly radio friendly. Mm-hmm. What have you What have you learned since that, like releasing that single to releasing emotions? Like, what have you learned about that? Well, I um, I released the first single when I wasn't living in LA yet, and um, living in LA now, I'm just around a community that really inspires me and pushes me and motivates me because I'm I'm seeing the level that they're releasing their music at. And, you know, I want to be at that level. So, you know, my friends are really inspiring to me. I feel like with Emotions, this is my strongest release so far because it just, it all makes sense. Like visually and aesthetically and musically, it all clicks. The cover art is very illustrative of, you know, summer to me or summer sunsets. And it sounds like the song. And I just think it all, it's all fitting together a lot better with this release. And that's why it's definitely going to be my strongest yet that let you in i mean that was the first one you know so it's really like the first try you never you know that's not going to be your best try so yeah. as i'm getting older and growing and experiencing more and meeting different people and seeing how other artists are doing it i'm just older and wiser i guess <laughs> <laughs> well and and on that little bit of a segue and you mm-hmm. mentioned your friends um i saw a picture recently uh you were at the uh Bron- was it the bronze avery show Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I saw I saw a little group of a cluster of you. It must feel good to have that kind of a system um, mm-hmm. where you have so many people and you're all supporting one another and you're all working mm-hmm. on the same kind of thing. But you have your own individual, you know, right. music that you're trying to make. So that must feel mm-hmm. good. It feels amazing. It really is kind of like that, you know, the L.A. gay songwriting community in like one room, you know, at, at every show. And every time someone has something going on, you know, we're we're rallying and we're, <laughs> we're out there and we're posting and, you know, so it, it, it feels really good. I can imagine that it would. That scene itself that you're talking about, I, I don't know if you've played live much or not, but is, it, is there much opportunity or is it is it hard to break into the live kind of scene? 
So I've since I've been living in LA for like five months now, I have been offered to play live a few times, but I actually have not done it yet. When I was living in New York, when I was 18, 19, I was playing a lot in the in the live circuit scene there. And that was very accessible. So, you know, anyone who wants to do music, I feel in New York really can. I don't know. I think it's easy to if you want to play live, like you'll definitely find the the venues who would, you know, want to want to do want to have you and I think it's possible, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you also have to be ready too. If you're if you're not comfortable, you're not you don't feel that you're ready, or if you want to have more behind you as as you continue to write, I'm sure then then you're mm-hmm. probably going to be more along the lines of okay, now I'm ready, or now I want to. Well, that's actually exactly why I haven't um, played live in LA just yet, is because I've been so focused on writing right now and really getting the material solid and just getting a buzz going on on Spotify and for all of my releases and then so that when I do an actual show you know fans can come with content and with they come and they know the lyrics and they know the songs and they know what to expect from me you know it's always more fun that way I think when when you just have more of an established fan base coming to your shows you know I'm so excited to to do a live show one of these days soon (laughs) you know what it'll be it'll be dope it'll be theater it'll be camp (laughs) well I don't think you'll have to wait too long I think that uh from Things that you've said that I've read and that you uh, wrote in um, our, our interview uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, you do have a pretty, you, you know, you're, you're coming up with the songs very, very fast. Writing them and, and generating those ideas is one thing, but then getting them down is another. So what is the process for you in terms of getting from idea to actual recording? The idea happens five, ten times a day. <laughs> so I can really, you know, write a song. I mean, just before this interview, you know, I, I wrote a chorus. And, you know, after this after this phone call, I'll write the verses. And that's that, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I've done my portion as a songwriter. But what it actually comes down to after that is finding the producer, finding the the team who's going to release it with you put it you know getting the cover art getting the getting it mixed getting it mastered getting the buzz going sending out emails there's so much promotion behind every song you know so the actual melody and lyric for me that's the that's the easiest part (laughs) it's everything else that takes a lot of time and a lot of patience and um a lot of hard work yeah with emotions too and i know that uh there was a little winky uh, side note of there there may be a video yeah, <laughs> that's still it. Still just a winky side note. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm assuming that video is is just as you know arduous at, at times. It's such an exciting part of song making and, and music making, but it's it's a huge endeavor at times. Definitely, re, you know, to to get the to, I guess to get your your vision down on film because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we dream bigger than we can actually achieve. It definitely is, but that's another factor that I'm so excited for because, I mean, I make the kind of music that that's going to look good on video, you know? And I think that when I do have a music video for, for my music, it's really going to just add more to that experience and, um, you know, get people really into the music itself. It's commercial, do you know what I mean? It's, mm, that, mm-hmm. it's that kind of music that people will want to listen to, they will want to buy, they will want to watch the video. They mm-hmm. probably will have the video you know, saved or, or bookmarked so they can kind of go back to it or add it to a video playlist. It is that style, and yeah. it's it's electric in, in the mm-hmm. sense that... I love that word. <laughs> it, it really electric. is. 
Yeah, and, um, I'm not scared of the, you know, I'm not scared of the word commercial at all. I, as long as it's also, you know, artistic and emotional, which I think my music is, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I think it communicates with people often if it's commercial. I, I agree 100% with you. I think that, you know, once upon a time, people were afraid of it. But I think mm-hmm. that they're starting to see the value in it. And, you know, it's it's hard. I mean, independent artists, let's let's be honest. You're out there. You're beating the pavement. You're coming up with the ideas. You're you're pushing the envelopes in different ways. And what I've noticed is in the, especially in, in from an LGBT uh, angle, I think that a lot of the music that's being made and this is just my opinion, and maybe I'm mm-hmm. biased, but a lot of the music that's being made is a little bit above what some of the stuff that's being put out there. Because I think that you have to work harder, and I think that you know what the challenges are and the hurdles are, so that you, when you are writing a pop song, there's a different sense of, of what you're writing. You know, you know that it has to be, it has to be on point, and it has to be uh, appealing to a, a large audience, and I think that what's coming out of a lot of these artists, yourself included, is mm-hmm. very, it is good pop in my, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like I said, maybe that's just me, but, um, <laughs> and I'm sure amongst your, your, your friends and, and fellow musicians, you're, you're probably feeling that too, that kind of a bit of a pressure or not necessarily a pressure, but you, you do know that there's, it's a, there's hurdles to get over. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think good pop is good pop, regardless of who sings it. Um, but I do f- agree with you that there's just a whole other side of life that isn't being, you, you know, com- commercialized, you call it. It's not on the radio. There's a whole perspective that's not being told um, through LGBT voices. So it's kind of like like Crazy Rich Asians wasn't this like, it wasn't anything really, like the storyline wasn't different than many other you know, movies, kind of like romantic comedies, but it's because it was so representative of the Asian experience that it was so well received and it was so cool. I love that movie. And I think that the same thing goes with pop music and LGBT that, you know, if, if we had more LGBT pop music, it would just be cool to see that perspective out there. Obviously, I agree. I mean, that's the whole reason I'm kind of in this in this thing and in this, you know, Q review uh, project Mm -hmm. is that I started hearing music that just wasn't being represented out there. And Mm -hmm. it really needs to be. Representation is super important and so is visibility. And I mean, the two don't Mm -hmm. always necessarily connect, but that representation piece and that perspective that you're talking about is super crucial, especially for Mm -hmm. young LGBT youth that are out there. They -hmm. need to be able to hear their perspective on the radio, on TV, in videos. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. And, and this is a, a more of a challenging question. The, the idea of representation versus visibility. It's not everybody wants to be, and you know, you've, you're out and you're creating music. So it's not mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, you know, a tabloid's going to be uh, coming up and saying, oh, we got the scoop on this. It's like, there's no scoop to get. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it is what it is. But there are mm-hmm. artists who are either afraid to come out um, and be out there or afraid that if they do, then they become like, you know, the the token of uh, a group or whatnot. So I understand mm-hmm. that there's there's a, a struggle there. And I just don't know if, if you have a perspective on that or if, or if that you've ever felt that or do you have friends who kind of feel that? Um, I think everyone has their own 
lives. You know, I can't, I think it's difficult for anybody to come out regardless yeah. of if they're an artist or not. So what, um, what other people decide for them is strictly for them. I can't really speak on, I really don't think that it, um, I don't know. I don't really think that it affects the music or the way people perceive it. I understand living in America, I guess, is different than worldwide and how people perceive the LGBT or even in America, I guess, or Canada. It's, you know, some people perceive it differently. But um, I really think you can't deny success. You know, if, if it's meant to be for you, it's going to be for you. I like to believe that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that's a good it's a good way to, to, to look at it. It's uh, yeah. it, it's just an inter- Yeah, it's an interesting conversation mm-hmm. or, or, you know piece of the equation Um, and I think it's getting a lot easier and I don't know if it's because all of a sudden there has been a surge where you know so we have a Sam Smith that's out there and then all of a sudden Troy Sivan is out and Janelle Mm -hmm. Monae and Halsey Mm -hmm. is out there then Haley Kiyoko comes along and it seems like there's been a wave and a surge that has said to the music industry we're here and Mm -hmm. we're not going to go away so let's just get over this and let's get down to the music. Yeah. I've also just learned that to be an artist is to be truthful. And it's really difficult, especially right now, to, to be an artist when you're not truthful. So, you know, regardless of whether it's commercial, whether it's going to sell, it's like, is it good? <laughs> you Absolutely. know, is it good music? Is it, you know, is it the truth? So, I don't know. I can't speak for other people. But that that's just what I decided for myself is that... um you know, my, my music is going to be truthful. And I think that's all you can really do. Right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, at the end of the day, it's your art, it's your life. And exactly. it has to, it has to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Regardless of if anyone else relates or if anyone, you know, judges it or whatever they may think it's, uh, it's the truth. So it is what it is. <laughs> that's right. Let's talk the dream. The dream obviously Damn. is, you know, to, to get out there and, and get things done. But what's what's the real dream? Like, what's what's what does it look like for you? I mean, short term, it's just to get everybody to stream emotions. <laughs> um, <laughs> Long term, I mean, I would love to... I mean, I am going to keep making music and really pushing it out there. Um, I would love to tour. I would love to chart some of these songs. I would love to... <laughs> You know, do do the whole do the whole pop thing and um, really make it happen. And then collaborations. It's it's a big part of the world now, especially in music, where everybody and anyone's kind of grouping together. They're they're getting on each other's. Obviously, Ed Sheeran and, and Justin Bieber recently released. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's things like that that are going on. Um, mm-hmm. So for you, who's who's at the top of that list? Well, you mentioned all of these LGBT artists that are kind of popping up right now. And I'll add to that Ollie from years and years. Yeah. Do you know him? Yep. He's incredible. He's incredible. I saw him live when he came into when he came to Toronto. I think that was in October. And his voice just blows me away. So I'd love to do something with him, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to <laughs> compete. But he's incredible. And then um actually when I just moved to LA, the second week I'm I was here, I ran into him at um like at a convenience store. Um, right on my block. It was so it was so strange. <laughs> so yeah, he he would definitely be up there. I'd love to do something with him or Lizzo. I love Lizzo. Uh, Ali Alexander is an incredibly artistic and talented uh, mm. individual. Um, I'm in awe sometimes when I, I just watching years and years videos. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like 
who where and i know that he's a big part of the concept of what he puts out there so mm -hmm. it's you can only imagine what's going on inside the head right and i just <laughs> love i mean he's so uh like vocally talented his voice just really resonates with me and then you know coupled with the lyrics um his music's just beautiful <laughs> I was, um, I was, I, I also work with youth and I was talking with a youth today. I was telling them about what I do and about the podcast and about different artists and, you know, introducing uh, these young, you know, queer youth uh, mm -hmm. to this new music and just kind of telling them about how to, you know, if they, if they need to be inspired and if they need to find these artists where they are and kind of how to mm -hmm. kind of go about it. And I had a young fella ask me to look over some of the lyrics that he was playing with. And I was just like, well, I'm not a lyricist. I said, but, you know, I said, if this is what, you is this, this is the message that you need to get out then i think it's right i think it's it's good um you know the rest of it that comes along with it i said is just finding that confidence but what would you say i mean just being somebody who's gone through that leaving high school not that long ago i mean I th mm -hmm. are you 23 now i'm 22 22 yeah. so mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't that long ago what would you mm -hmm. say to those youth now about you know where you've come from and in, in there to you know about getting into the industry and about pushing through what sage um, advice would you give them? <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the, the songwriting specifically, I mean, it just takes time, really. You know, I can't, and you're always growing. Just even two years ago, I was a completely, I wouldn't say worse songwriter, but <laughs> I just didn't know what my message was and what I wanted to write about. Or, I mean, everybody knows that you need a verse, a pre-chorus, a chorus, but then how to really build up those melodies so that it it clicks. It's just a skill that takes, you know, practice and a lot of time. And, you know, I, I think the, the, you said if he was in high school, right, the high school you're talking to, um, he's just got to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And he'll find a way to like make that message resonate in a, in a song melodically as well as lyrically, which is, you know, both equally important. And then, you know, as a career, you're asking, I mean, that's the thing, I'm still trying to figure it out. There's no, there's no correct answer for anybody everyone's just doing their best and is what I've learned I really thought that there was like an equation <laughs> but um you know if it, only. some things right exactly <laughs> some things happen for some people this way and then you know it, it's so unexpected and I would just say keep making music find people who are also making music watch what they're doing be supportive of one another post on social media i don't know <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, be I'll proud of what you're books. doing <laughs> oh Very and have a lot of patience a lot of patience and a lot of pride and a lot of hope because it's it's not easy <laughs> you're a very positive person uh, i think that really comes across not just from mm -hmm. talking here but from uh, from other things that i've kind of uh, seen you put out there and in an industry that can kind of beat you down it's it's really refreshing to see your positivity like it's mm -hmm. it really is wow thanks because <laughs> no. i definitely wouldn't say that about myself sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well i think i have my projecting. moments too we all do. And I think what you're projecting, I think, is quite positive. I think that you, um, in small doses or small messages, I think that that comes across. So, Amazing. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm really happy about that. <laughs> couple of, here's, we're going we're gonna to switch gears just for a quick second. By the way, was music um, something that was you know, prominent in your family? Um, absolutely not. No? <laughs> my, mom is, my mom's a nurse, and then my dad was 
he was like a project manager at a casino company. So really I was not, I, I was the oldest as well. So I didn't have any, I didn't have any musical people around me as a family. It was just always kind of like natural instinct for me to, to gravitate towards, you know, performing and, and, and the stage, <laughs> the theater. <laughs> that was, that was very me. Is acting something that you would look at getting into? Acting was something that I was very into for ah. a, a long time. I was um, I was a theater student for ten years, roughly, and um, so grades like four to twelve almost. And um, I did a lot of like commercial work and things like that. Would I ever get back into it? Probably somewhere along the line. But right now, I'm very focused on music and and, and songs. <laughs> Peeling back the layers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> very, <so> very deep. <laughs> just a, a couple of kind of quick, fun uh, questions for you. Superpower. Had to choose one. What are you going with? Um, I think I would love to be in, in more than one place at one time. So what would you call that? You know, kind of like... Um, Is that FOMO? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's just my FOMO. Um, so yeah, to cure that. Or to like read people's minds, I guess. Is that a superpower? <laughs> or just like a psychic? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a superpower. It could be a bad superpower, but it's, it is mm. definitely one. You are a, a self-acclaimed uh, lover of the smoothie. Yes, recently. What is, what's the best recipe? So the one I just made. By the way, this is just since I've moved to LA. It's like very LA of me to come here and start making smoothies. Um, I feel like LA is a very smoothie place. Very health centric, yes. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you writing it down? No. I just Okay, I, write it I, down. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> celery. Celery. Yeah. Okay. Celery is very healthy, very important. That's the number one. Then you have like half of the blender blueberries and raspberries, and you can add strawberries if you want to. I do like vanilla protein powder, but you can do whatever you like. And then bananas and peanut butter. And that's my ultimate smoothie. Oh, and broccoli if you're feeling really healthy. But I swear you won't taste it once you blend it all up. Um, really? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're so Wait. unsatisfied with this recipe. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, I, find it, I find it interesting. What, does it have a name? It's just it's your stream recipe. Stream emotions. Okay, uh, stream emotions. I think it's fantastic. I think we need to put that out um, in the recipe. <laughs> and this is what you do: you go stream emotions, and you enjoy this smoothie, and life exactly. will be wonderful. Exactly. And your skin <laughs> will clear up, and your anxiety will die down, and uh, you'll, you're going to make it. Everything recipe will be good. for success by Elliot <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Well, listen, Elliot, thank you so much for, for joining us and coming on to talk with us. Uh, this has been a treat. I know that this is, you know, new to you and it's very new to us. Um, mm -hmm. But we're excited to see what comes next from, from you. And I'm sure it's going to be tons. And, you know, that potential video hopefully turns into an actual video. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your support. I'm going to definitely be putting out a lot more music and growing and changing and um i'd love if you kept watching and uh, if everyone streamed emotions <laughs> we are going to keep watching we're going to keep listening we're going to keep following and sharing your stuff and we are definitely going to keep streaming emotions uh yes. and we're going to recommend that everyone else do it too thank Thanks you so for... much thank you bring it up bring it up with me now change it up change it up for me now
This is your weekly Q2. First up, we have from happy, sunny California, the wonderful Michael Medrano, who we've had on this program before, first with his single Easier, but today he's entering the Q2 with his latest single, No More Tequila. Now, you can only imagine what a song like No More Tequila is all about. Tequila can be your friend as much as it can be your enemy. I know, I've been there. I feel Michael Medrano's pain in this song. This is actually quite an upbeat song. It's a lot of fun. Get the tequila reference. Um, I, too, have had one or two shots too many of tequila, and it has burned me. Michael Medrano, No More Tequila, fun, uh, really talking about the, you know, the excessiveness of, of the tequila and the, 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 the adventures you can get into. We'll call them adventures, um, but really the ramifications of too much of the capital T. If you're out there, if you're imbibing uh, some tequila while listening to the song, I don't blame you because it's a great song. Turn it up, turn it loud, and sing it out for Michael Medrano's No More Tequila. Need another shot of that poison. No more tequila. No more tequila. I fell asleep in someone's bed. I don't regret. Our second comes from Australia, Alfie Arcuri, who is kind of best known for being the fifth season winner of The Voice Australia. But really, Alfie Arcuri is a phenomenal artist, and I don't really truly believe he's gotten played enough. Um, He's put out some fantastic music, and it hasn't really reached the ears or the masses the way that I really truly believe it should. But I do think that he's putting out strong, great music that should be heard. Case in point, our Q2 of the week from Alfie is his new single, Same. It's a great song. It's a good mid-tempo, but it really is a real melodic song and really talking about, you know, when you come across somebody who has all the same things as the person that you've lost, except for the fact that they're just not them. It's that kind of push and pull in relationships when you've lost somebody. You know, Alfie Arcuri is, first of all, I mean, he won The Voice, so phenomenal vocalist. Um, but the music that he's choosing to to create, the music that's representing him, is really that adult contemporary pop classic fixture that sits so well in in radio right across the board that I'm not understanding why we're not hearing it more. So for me, our Q2 uh, second song this week has got to go to the new single by Alfie Arcuri, and that is Sing. Dun, dun, dun. Video of the week. We have no budget, so we have to get creative with our with our sound effects. Our video of the week goes to the incredible King Princess and her latest single, Cheap Queen. And in true King Princess fashion, uh, I say fashion, uh, she has delivered humor and smarts and creativity uh, in her video. She's not one to try to promise something bigger than what she is. She's pretty much the 
every person artist and she makes no bones about it the video itself is you know her with a giant remote control on a giant couch watching tv and it's all about that reality tv and the stuff that we kind of give ourselves over to and just how the the disposable type of visuals or or entertainment that we can you know waste our time on and it's kind of interesting that she's she's an entertainment herself but she never ever is the kind of artist that delivers cheap but she knows just how expensive things can be i guess so she doesn't try to mock it up with a whole bunch of glitz and glamour she really stays true to herself and stays true to her community and and her fans and she just puts humor and smarts and intelligence tongue-in-cheek kind of images and just presence in her videos. And that's what she's delivered once again in this video for Cheap Queen. Um, It is fun. Uh, It is very much her. So you should get out there and you should see it and enjoy it and write about it and sing about it because it's King Princess and Cheap Queen. I can be good sometimes. I'm a cheap queen. I can be what you like. I can be bad sometimes. I'm a real queen. If you are celebrating Pride, we hope you are doing so in a very fun, fashionable, and safe way. We hope you're having a great time celebrating all that there is about you and your friends and your family and your community. Happy Pride, everyone. We hope you're having a blast. If you love the Q Review like I do, why don't you head on over and rate and review us so that other LGBTQ music lovers will find and enjoy us too. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our podcast and we hope that you are enjoying it. We leave you now today with a little bit more from Lucy Whitaker. See you later.